A flash of blinding light wasn't enough warning before the slap of thunder knocked Greer to her knees. Sea wind tried to hold her down, and huge raindrops clouted her. The castle grounds were already soaked as Greer struggled to her feet and stumbled back inside the keep. Never mind the chickens. We'll make do with dried venison for supper. Lightning chased through pewter clouds. Thunder bellowed, drowning the crash of waves shattering against the rocky shore. Salt spray and rain beat against the keep's narrow leaded windows. Safely ensconced, Greer flinched, though she knew the thick diamond-shaped glass protected her. Isolated on Scotland's northernmost coast, Little Durness Castle had weathered tempests from this bluff for two centuries. It would weather this gale as well. "'That's a bad one,' Logan murmured over her shoulder. His breath fogged the chilled panes, in spite of the healthy fire that bathed the kitchen in orange between the storm's flashes of blue. "'Hi!' Greer squinted against the violent light and used her woolen sleeve to wipe the window. "'What's that?' She nudged her younger cousin. He canted his head. Where? Out there. See? Is that a boat? Through the undulating shroud of rain, a dark object appeared. Sodden, black, tapered, and rough, it rocked crazily in the throes of the storm. I've never seen a boat the likes of that one. Logan squinted. Can you see the mass pole? Broke right off it is. Greer and Logan watched the craft as it hurtled toward landfall. No one seemed to be in control of the vessel, or the vessel was already damaged beyond control. "'She'll founder for sure,' Logan pressed closer to the glass. "'I wonder if anyone's still aboard.' "'I'm going down, in case there is.' Greer stepped away and glanced around. Logan faced her, incredulous. "'Have you lost your mind, woman?' Not my mind, only my cloak. Logan snorted and returned his attention to the window. He wiped the glass. Oh, Lord! What? Greer swooped her woolen cloak from behind a bench and leaned against Logan's broad shoulders. The wooden craft was pinned against a rock. As the cousins watched, the next swell snapped the hull in half like a pod of summer peas. Are you coming? She dragged open the kitchen door of the keep, leaving Logan little say in the matter. Greer gasped as shards of salty water stung her face. Pulling her hood lower against the driven rain, she left through the castle gate, crossed the wood plank bridge over the dry moat, and stumbled down the embankment until she reached the saturated sand. The sated sea was already discarding shattered timbers. Before Logan reached her, she saw the first body. "'There!' she shouted, pointing at a tumbling splash of fabric. Roistering wind and water stole her voice. Logan couldn't hear her. She waved and gestured, then threw off her cloak and waded barefoot into the wrestling waves. Logan pushed past her and grabbed the body. Together they dragged the limp sailor from the thrashing sea. The man's blonde head flopped oddly onto his shoulder. Too late. His neck's broken. Logan helped her haul him beyond the grasp of the waves and lay him on the sand. Greer made the sign of the cross and felt through her soaked woolen gown for the crucifix she always wore. 
She squinted as rain ran into her eyes. Greer! The urgency in Logan's voice bade her to turn. Another figure was washing closer. She ran into the sea, up to her waist, her teeth chattering in the frigid brine. She fought the aggressive advance of water and the suction of its retreat as she and Logan struggled to reach the second body. But the sea was jealous of its prize and pushed her down. Greer thrashed to regain her footing. She gagged on salt water. She rose defiantly, sand sucking at her ankles, and flung her heavy wet hair away from her face with her forearm. She gulped air and rain and curled her toes to gain hold in the shifting underwater ground.